episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Anxiety is a really normal and even healthy emotion that serves a very specific purpose to keep us safe and to alert us to danger. However, when a person regularly feels disproportionate levels of anxiety, it can become a disorder and really debilitating to one's daily functioning. One specific and often misunderstood anxiety disorder is obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD. And we know that OCD is often thrown around as a term to joke around about people who are really clean or structured, organized. But OCD is a really real thing and can be an extremely difficult disorder to live with. So joining us today is Michael Klinkner, a licensed clinical social worker who's here to provide us with a better understanding of obsessive compulsive disorder, as well as some treatment options. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for joining us. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do in the mental health field? Sure. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, I, and I'm clinical director at Evolve Counseling and Behavioral Health in Gilbert, Arizona. And I serve lots of different types of people, a lot of kids and teens, young adults, older adults with trauma, depression, anxiety, and OCD. Okay, great. So how would you best describe OCD? Like I was saying in the intro, it's often a term that is thrown around. I'm so OCD, stop being so OCD. But what exactly is obsessive compulsive disorder? Well, I, I'm glad you brought up sort of like how tritely it's used a lot in like just in common culture and like just in conversations. So it's a, it's a long lasting disorder that has to do with uncontrollable, unwanted thoughts and urges about any number or variety of things. And so it's not about like, I just like things in order or I like things clean. What happens is you have this obsession, which is this thought or an image or an, an urge that won't go away and it's not enjoyable and you don't like it. And it just keeps staying and staying and repeating and repeating until there's a compulsion. And a compulsion is a behavior that a person does sometimes over and over again, sometimes ritualistically in order to make temporarily the obsession, get some relief and to go away. So it makes, so when the obsession comes on, there's all this anxiety, there's all this stress, there's all this like terrible feelings that go along with it that won't go away until the compulsion happens, which is that behavior that just temporarily relieves it make you feel a little bit better for a little bit of time. Yeah, and I describe it to my clients, I mean, very similar along those lines, that it is this feeling in the body that is just so uncomfortable. And so that person is just doing anything that they can to try to get rid of it, no matter what that takes. And as you're saying with some of these compulsive behaviors, just being willing to do something over and over if they have to in order to find some type of relief from this. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the compulsions are related to what the obsession is. Like a really common one is germs, let's say. And so the person has a certain way they have to wash their hands or a certain number of times they have to wash their hands or in like in a particular sink in a particular way or something like that. But sometimes the compulsions have nothing to do with what the obsession is. So it could be about germs, 
but then I have to make sure that I count to the number 18 anytime that happens, or I have to have things symmetrically in place all the time so that the bad thing doesn't happen, things like that. And so are there different types of obsessive compulsive disorder? How would this be categorized? There is an infinite number of different types of obsessions that can happen. And so if someone is, say, like very religious, they could get like religious or moral OCD, which has to do with if I don't do this thing right, then I have to pray right afterwards so that God will forgive me for what I've done. Or if I think about a certain thing, I've therefore sinned, so I have to do something right afterwards to atone for it. Or it could be about germs, or it could be about someone breaking into my house, or it could be about what I'm driving, or it could be about leaves on a tree, like anything. It could be about anything. The topic, topics are absolutely limitless. And are there specific causes that, that lead to this disorder forming? Is it genetic? Does it just happen? Um, is there usually a catalyst? Where does, where does it usually develop from? Yeah, so the thought is probably there's some genetics involved, but no one's done the research yet to be able to figure that out, but we know it can run in families. Now, like so many other things like, you know, nature versus nurture here. So is there a genetic component? Uh, maybe, but if you're raised by somebody with OCD, what happens is you'll learn that like, okay, this is how I think about the world. This is all like, you know, like here's how my parent thinks about the world. And so if they think about the world that way, I'm going to think about the world that way. And then I'm going to also pick up the way that they handle those things. Just like with anything else, like, with an angry parents, like whenever they get angry and they punch a wall, the kid's going to learn, hey, when I get angry, I punch a wall. What the kid is going to learn from their parent is, hey, whenever I'm feeling stressed out or there's this thing that I should be afraid of, therefore, there's this thing I do. I wash my hands all the time or I lock the door. I have to check the doors a number of times or I make sure that I count to a certain number or everything has to be symmetrical. Like if I do it on the left side, I'll do it on the right side. So the kid can learn it just from modeling. Also, when there's, when there's trauma, lots of times, because like for a young child or a teen or even an adult, when something bad happens, they have to figure out some way to try to manage all this stress and anxiety that goes along with a stressful environment. One of the ways they can solve that is through these, like these compulsions. And so if they're in a really stressful environment where there's abuse or like or trauma, or, or it's just scary for whatever reason, then they can pick up this idea about, okay, how do I make these bad thoughts go away? How do I make these scary feelings go away? oh, I locked the door this certain number of times, or I have to go to bed in this exact order where I have to like shower for 18 minutes or why, why am I obsessing about the number 18? That's weird. I know, seriously, it's my compulsion right now. Like I have to shower for 23 minutes and then I have to wash my hands for like, like two times. And then I have to open and close the door twice. Things like that where I have to do it in the exact order. Because what happens is it gives this sense of control in an environment that they can't control otherwise. Right. And that we know like that chaos and the sense of, as you're describing, feeling so out of control that a lot of times these compulsions give this person a sense of control over their environment, though we know it, it is certainly a false sense of control. What are um, maybe just a couple of the most effective treatment modalities that I mean, I know that a lot of the work that you do, you specialize in treating this. What are a couple of the approaches that you have found to be most effective? So. There's a, there's a couple of gold standard ones. So first off, medications, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like Prozac are, are really often very helpful with someone with OCD. And so that's definitely a way to explore it, more way to treat it rather. Also, it's called ERP, exposure therapy that you use in coordination with a cognitive behavioral therapy. And so like you develop like this like hierarchy of things that you're afraid of. So if I'm afraid of germs, then you'll do exposures to like something that's like gross to you. And so, and then you learn to keep yourself calm, 
even though you're exposed to it. And so it'll just start with something small. So like you touch a sink that you think is dirty, then you learn to calm yourself down from there. And then we go to something else, like you're touching the bottom of a shoe and then you learn how to calm yourself down from there. And you just go through the hierarchy until the scariest of those things you're able to just deal with and calm yourself through versus having to give it to the compulsion. Also EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is also the protocols that you can use. First off, dealing with the trauma that's lots of times associated with obsessive compulsive disorder, but also dealing with the compulsions and the associated obsessions that go with it. You can use EMDR for that too. So what would you say, like uh, maybe one piece of advice for somebody listening who can relate to this? Maybe they have had concerns that they've been dealing with OCD. What's one piece of information you might give for somebody listening? So if, if, if you're thinking, so again, it's not just about you need things to be neat or clean or a certain way. This is about, you can't stop thinking about a thing until you do this other thing. And it's torture, it's torture, it's torture, it's torture. OCD is so rough. And so I, what I would say is go seek professional help. Go find someone in your area. You can either do it through tele. So if you have someone that's trouble having, going outside, do it through telehealth in the beginning. If you're it's, but you've got to seek professional help. It only gets worse. It doesn't get better on its own. OCD is chronic. It is long lasting and it worsens over the years. It's not just a phase. It doesn't get better by itself. And it's not something you can necessarily treat by yourself. You can't do exposures to yourself. You can't EMDR yourself through this. This is one of those things that you just need someone who knows what they're doing to help out. Start with your doctor. Go start with a psychiatrist. Go there. Maybe get the medications first and, and then go see professional treatment from there. But Take a step towards getting help because it's rough. It is hard in there. Things are working against you and it's okay. There is treatment for it, uh, but you have to ask for help. You have to go outside yourself. Yes, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Tell us where can our viewers find you? Social media, website, where can you be found? Sure. All my social medias are Michael Klinkner Counseling. It's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's TikTok. And the website is EvolveCounselingAZ.com. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Liz. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Mm -hmm.